0: Hello, my name is Reverend Seth Nelson, and I am the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Ronan, Montana. Join in weekly to hear the good news of God's love proclaimed over your life. You can follow us on Podbean and iTunes. God bless you this day. A reading from Isaiah chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. The word that Isaiah, son of Amoz, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. he shall judge between the nations, and shall arbitrate for many peoples. They shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Here ends our sermon passage for this week. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As we are starting a new church year, we are also starting a new lectionary cycle in our scripture readings. The lectionary is split into three years, known as A, B, and C, roughly centered on our gospel readings. The readings for year A center on Matthew's gospel, year B focuses on Mark, and year C the one we just finished focuses on luke's gospel with passages from john spread throughout the other three years i share this with you to say that i will be preaching once again on our first lessons from the old testament uh, as we restart this cycle i did this for the lectionary cycle prior to the last one uh the last three years and uh it's good to get a little variety from across our our bible so Uh, even as we practice repetition in our faith. So, that being said, let's get into it, shall we? Perhaps one of the most mythologized cities and civilizations in human history is uh, the supposed island nation of Atlantis. They even have a Disney movie about it, right? (laughs) Our main and only source for the idea that there was a place called Atlantis comes to us from the ancient Athenian philosopher Plato. In two of his dialogues, Timaeus and Critias, Critias, Plato had characters make passing reference to the supposed island people of Atlantis. Said that this island lay out in the Atlantic Ocean was ruled by a confederation of great and marvelous kings who ruled over the island and many others as well. The records of this society were supposedly held in Egypt, though the existence of such a place and civilization is shrouded in mystery. It is almost as if Plato himself was setting up his own ancient conspiracy. And uh, Because in Critias, he wrote that the Atlanteans had existed 9,000 years before his lifetime, so over 10,000 years ago from our time, and had conquered cities around the Mediterranean and Europe and Libya before being successfully resisted by the Athenians who had brought an alliance together in defiance of the Atlanteans' empire. Though they had been a powerful nation, records of Atlantis disappeared, because, as Plato wrote, after Athens resisted them, there occurred violent earthquakes and floods, and in a single day and night of misfortune, all your warlike men in a body sank into the earth, and the island of Atlantis, in like manner, disappeared in the depths of the sea." For which reason the sea in those parts is impassable and impenetrable, because there is a shoal of mud in the way, and this was caused by the subsistence, uh, subsidence of the island. In a single day and night of misfortune, the whole island sank into the sea because, though their society was powerful, as Plato argues, they were not virtuous. Plato used this tale as an instance to show the importance of living a virtuous life for the preservation and perseverance of society. Many readers of Plato, on the other hand, have used the tale ever since to postulate about this mysterious island empire that once stood out in the middle of the ocean. Don't mean to ruffle any feathers here, so if anybody's like really into the belief of Atlantis, uh, lay my cards on the table. I don't think it ever existed. Uh, Scholars believe that the existence of the island nation of Atlantis is purely fictional, and there never was such a place or people. Outside of Plato's writings for philosophical purposes, there are no written or archeological records of such a place. The idea of Atlantis is basically the historical equivalent of a baseless rumor. It's fun to think, could it be true? But in fact, it is purely without substance. However, that has not stopped many over the centuries from wondering and fantasizing about if and where a real place called Atlantis was. Was there a place in the middle of the Atlantic called Atlantis where its people abnormally sophisticated technologically innovative and surpassing all other seafarers of their age did a place like Atlantis ever really exist and if so did it sink into the sea in a day and night like plato wrote is it there underwater somewhere just waiting to be discovered i must admit Though I believe the answer to all of these questions is clearly no. It is fun to think about this mysterious island and its people and whether they existed one day or not. I believe that we are, as human creatures, are drawn to fantasize and mythologize about places and peoples like Atlantis. Because we are formed to perpetually imagine and hope for some place better and different than our present circumstances, whatever they may be. We are made for for more than living and dying, eating and drinking, waking and sleeping, marrying and giving away in marriage, as our gospel readings and scripture readings said. We are made to imagine a place of higher purpose and meaning than we can create on our own. We were created to imagine places and realities different than our own, though for those places and realities are like what God means to provide for us. We were formed to one day rise above the limitations of our limited world, because God has more in store for us. Fantasizing about a mythical island is one example of people imagining a different reality with a different history than the one we know. While being a conspiratorial historian is certainly not the Lord's work, believing that God intends for the world to be better and different than we have made it certainly is. Through the prophet Isaiah, today we are invited to imagine a holy place that only God can build. Unlike Atlantis, which was said to have arisen and fallen because of the ferocity of its warrior kings, the prophet speaks of the mountain city of Zion that God will establish. Isaiah says, In days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest of the mountains and shall be raised above the hills. All the nations shall stream to it. Many people shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. The prophet declared that there will be a holy habitation of God, in the world in which all people from all nations shall be drawn to they will not be forced there at the end of a sword or coercion of any sort instead they shall be drawn to this holy mountain home of div- of the divine for instruction allied nations warring nations people of every every continent color language all shall be drawn to the city of god known as Zion. It shall be drawn there because they shall see that the place of God is a place of peace. From Zion, they shall learn the judgments and instructions of the Lord. And from these judgments and instructions, they will learn to beat their swords into plowshares, their spears into pruning pruning hooks, and no longer will nation lift up swords against other nations, nor shall they learn war anymore. Zion is a good and holy place to imagine, indeed. It is an act of faith to wait for Zion, to wait for the peace that only God can bring in ways that do not result in violence, force, imprisonment, lawsuits, or anything else that we use to keep order among us. God's ways are ways of peace, pure and simple. A peace greater than anything we can create for ourselves. This peace of the Lord will be realized in Zion that it is (coughs) uh, the city which is to be constructed on that high, holy mountain in ways that we can scarcely imagine. We await with eager longing for the city and society that God is to build among us. There, the chaos, cruelty, and sins of this world will be forgotten. In their place will persist a true paradise that God, and God alone, can and will create. May the peace of God passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. I hope that you've enjoyed this week's sermon podcast. If you would like to hear more, read my blog, or get a copy of my book called The Church Unknown, go to www.revsethnelson.com. If you feel called to support our ministry, I invite you to go to our church's website, at flcronan.org and click on the Offerings tab. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.